Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, and my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Gary Price. How's it going? And on the board, Jared Weckerly. What up, what up? And we're here back talking rookie wide receivers. This is our uh, third episode, breaking down the rookie wide receivers. If you didn't match, catch the first two, go back and listen. Uh, and we have one more show after this for the Nerd Herd to wrap up our rookie wide receivers. We'll be back next week talking quarterbacks and tight ends. And that will be our rookie breakdowns. I think that gives us enough time to do a show before the NFL draft. Yeah, so yep. we'll, we'll have one extra show in mock between. Draft. So mock we could draft. do mock draft. We can maybe, maybe a couple guys we missed that we liked. Maybe a mock draft. Maybe a maybe do maybe, maybe like for the for this show we do like the cover of the first round talk about where we like them and then uh, for the second show do a second round we can do maybe. our pre draft ranks at all uh, I mean we could yeah I mean I did my I put them out on Twitter for my wide receivers today. every time I got done with all my film study like I put on my running backs and I put on my wide receivers today uh, so yeah we can do that we'll do how about this next week we'll do we'll discuss our quarterbacks and tight ends next week and then after that we'll each submit our top twelve each. An Excel sheet, and we'll kind of break it down that way. And then the Nerd Herd show, we'll do a mock draft. So if you're not a Nerd Herd member, you missed a pre-mock draft prematurely. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Nobody likes it. Nobody does at all. Trust me. Hold out. I'm living proof. So before we get into today's show, we got to talk about our friends at Prize Picks. And if you're not, if you're like, hey, what is Prize Picks? And you're like, hey, in my state, I might not be able to get up on Prize Picks. But if you can, let me tell you about our friends because if you live in Arizona, they just got Prize Picks legal there. Nice. Ohio's coming soon. Uh, every other month, there's a new state that's becoming legally uh, able to gamble. So right now, Prize Picks. What is Prize Picks? It's the best way for you to go make prop bets and make legal bets. Like, what kind of bets am I talking about? Future bets in the NFL right now. Now, of course, if like you like golf, you like basketball, you like baseball, you like MMA, WMBA, NBA, or any other kind of uh, consonants in order, then we can. We can give you prop bets on them. Like right now for a future bet for me that I like right now, they have Joe Mixon on there for 1,125 and a half yards. Smash. For the season. I love the over. I love the over. I mean, Joe Mixon's got no competition. He's a true three down running back. He just got paid. They drastically upgraded that offensive they line. Have. Drastically. Now with Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, um, T. Higgins, they just signed at uh, Hayden Hurst at tight end. Like, it's going to be really hard to stuff the box with definitely with Joe Mixon there. So I think that's an easy, in 17 games, that's an easy smash the box, right? Like, you could do that Absolutely. on prize picks. So it's you take the over. Smash that box. It's going to be tough to stuff the box. But yeah, yeah. You well, love yeah. stuffing the box. Yeah, I yeah. can't help myself. And right now, like, if you make that bet, like, right now there's plenty of over bets on there and prop bets to get on there. But if you make an NFL futures bet, it's got to be NFL futures bet because we talk NFL here. And you go on there, all you got to do is make a $10 bet. We will enter you into a, a pool to have your team audited. That's right. Ooh. If you see our audit show on YouTube. People we, have been asking. People send in their teams, and we break them down and try to either get you over the hump, help you rebuild, or win that title. I get two hump. or three people a day asking me, like, how can I get my team audited? Well, here you go. Like, every day. Tell them to listen to this podcast. Listen to the podcast. So all you have to do is... Take a screenshot that you use our, you know, that you made a futures bet. Send us your email. You have to use the promo code nerds. Some yes. of you have been sending 
me screenshots or DMing them to our Twitter and did not use our promo code nerds Ooh. and it's not going to qualify you. Sorry, it does not qualify. But sorry. you could always sign up with a new account. Yes, and then can. do that. All you, so. do is, all you need is another email. You resign up. Use our promo code. Screenshot it to us, and this is what we're going to do for all the way up into the football season. If you screenshot us that that uh, that you did that, you're going to be put into a lottery at the once a month, maybe once every three weeks. We're going to do a team show audit, and then if you're not if you're not chosen, you will stay in that lottery until we keep going. So yep, you still have a chance for the next six forever, months or so ever, to ever. get your team audited. We'll just keep you in there until once you're done, you're done. So if you want to get your team audited, go to prize picks, use the promo code nerds, make your futures bet. Let us know. If you don't have Twitter, you can always email Jared, Jared at dynastynerds.com. That's J A R E D. So jaw red. Um, and you can get in there and we'll get, we'll hook you up. How is I that? Mean, not your, your name when you were doing music, Jared. What? Jaw ja red. red. Yeah. Damn. Now remember too, you missed out. Yeah, now, red. Also, <laughs> when you make a deposit and you use that promo code, they're also give you a hundred dollars for free if you deposit up a hundred bucks for free. So you get, you get on top of that, you get your team audited. Uh, you could get some free stuff. You know, all kinds of good stuff over there at Prize Picks. So check them out. And also, we're running a promo right now. As we talk about these rookies, you want to get our Dynasty Nerds film room, get all our tools. We had, we had a big meeting the other day by the Dynasty uh, GM. 2.0 is coming out here in the next couple months. By the time the expo comes out, it's going to be wicked, wicked. succulent. And if you use the promo code ROOKIE right now, ROOKIE, you get 15% off all Dynasty Nerds access. That That's is right. Not, not Wookie. No, no. Not to be confused with. No, this is not that Star Wars. This is Dynasty Nerds podcast. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're off the rails today. Look at Rookie. you. I could easily turn this into the uh, Stranger Things podcast. Oh. After that thing that came out today. Oh, By the way, really I've been rewatching I'm about season to do three. That. Yeah, I'm, about I'm to in do the that. midst of it right now. Well, you have to. You can even remember what happened because it was two and a half it years was forever ago. ago. Out. These kids are like full blown adults now. They're like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm upside down. But before I go, let me shave my mustache. You're like, okay, kid. Did you pay the mortgage before we left? <laughs> so enough of all that fun stuff. Use that promo code rookie. Check Let's out go. Prize Picks. Let's get into our rookie wide receivers. We have a lot to cover here. Let me get caught up from all these wide last receivers. week wide receivers. It's been a while since you did a sound effect. Sorry. Who we started with today? Who's on the list? Injuries. Oh, here we go. Wait, are Jameson. we starting with Drake? Are we starting with Drake London? No, it's yes. either Drake or Jameson. It's I don't Drake. remember which show it's with. It's uh, Drake. 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 I've watched so much film over the last month and a half. Like, I don't know what's going on and where. But I got a lot of notes. Yes. A lot. So let's start off with a big time name uh, and a big time player. And that's Drake London, six foot four, 219 pounds out of USC wide receiver. Uh, what's really nice is he'll be super young by the time the NFL season kicks off. He'll be 21 years old in one month at kickoff of the NFL season. So that's fantastic. Uh, somebody who didn't obviously compete at the combine because they broke their ankle week eight of the college football season. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, week eight. Those numbers must be kind of uh, just okay because of eight weeks of production. I mean, what can you get out of there? Whoa, whoa, whoa. 88 receptions, 1,084 yards, and seven touchdowns. Did they have anyone else to throw the ball to, or was it just him? Uh, they, they did force feed it to him. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that Notre Dame game. They force fed yeah. him the ball. No, yeah, some, they, of the, they, they, some of the receptions here are ridiculous. The amount of receptions yeah. per game. Yeah, 12, he, 4, 13, 10, he, 9, he was 16, a shoe in, 15, 9. He was a shoo-in for the Belinda Koff before he, he broke his ankle. Like, it was his. Yeah, it was just having a dominant year. And this is yeah. somebody who, which is interest, an interesting note about Drake London, too, for his first for two years, you know, 567 yards, 502 years, yards, Played in the slot 96% of the time those first two seasons. 
Last year, they lined him up outside on 85% of those numbers, and then he exploded, which is really nice. Yeah, and most of it was like on the left-hand side of the formation. It was always there. Like it was, Prototypical it was X. Totally easy tape to watch. You knew exactly where to look, even without the little circle circling the guy. You're like, yep, oh, there he is. There Plus he is. he's 6'5". It yeah. helps. It does help. Two-sport athlete, highly recruited basketball player coming out of high school as well. Um, actually did play a little bit of basketball, two games for the Trojans uh, before he just fully committed to football. Um, again, this is a guy who put up like video game numbers, right? Like he was just unbelievable. A contested catch machine. And not only that, when he got the ball in his hands, like he was dangerous. He broke 22 tackles after the catch last year. Big arms, 33-inch arms. Um you know, a guy who doesn't create a lot of separation on those short and intermediate routes, but his size is what gets it done, right? right. Like, he's, you're going to see this comp a lot, and sometimes you see, like, a comp too much, like, oh, that's just an easy comp. But I think this one fits perfectly. Mike Evans. Right. Like, he is Mike Evans. That's, I mean, that's what, that's what I, it reminds me of, obviously, watching him. He, he's not a guy that's, he, he doesn't run, like, this crazy route tree. Like, there, you know, he's got, I would, I would call it limited amount of routes that he runs. He, he goes, he, a go route and you know a post and an in cutting route he's really good at snapping off comeback routes I, that was like yeah. the one route that that really stuck out as something that looked um nfl ready i think some of the other ones he's gonna have to do some work on but he you said he's you know after the catch he's a one-dimensional after the catch guy he's gonna try to run you over and and, and maybe get an edge or something like that he's not gonna make anyone miss i mean at six foot four almost 220 pounds you wouldn't expect him to but i just want to make sure we're painting the right picture of this guy he is he is a kind of a he turns into like a bulldozer type of guy just trying to get whatever he can there um, i thought he offered the, enough wiggle in the game to like i agree i, I thought he had enough wiggle like after the catch you know what i mean like i don't think he's just a bulldozer i think i saw i saw i mean i see where you're coming from or like there's a lot of moments where he'll just slow into it but i think for his size in college, like there's certain situations like, oh, dude, I'm just going to run that dude over. But I saw plenty of times that in some big games where he had, he had enough wiggle to kind of like get through definitely on those uh, quick slants out into the, uh, yeah, the I'm field. specifically thinking of, of like stuff where, where he's getting like a bubble screen or something like that. Like he, he he's never going to make a guy miss. He, he can he can beat you to a, like a, a, a spot maybe if they're blocking set up right. Well, I think the problem with bubble screens is like he has that kind of speed where it's like that build up speed, he, right? He, like, he's so not very sudden. Yeah. So that, for him to get out of his breaks, like I don't I don't envision him. I guess that that's what I'm athlete. trying. That's, that's what a Trillin Burks kind of player. That's what know? I'm trying to paint. Like he's not a very sudden person in the, in the open field or in any of his routes really. Um, the good so, thing about him, though, is like in this day and age is a player like that, again, like Mike Evans, they can win. And I right. and what I feel is when people are going to slam on for like things like that is Mike Evans, for example, is one of the most underrated dynasty assets for the last three to four years. Right. Like easily you were yeah. able to buy Mike Evans for first round picks, which made no sense. I mean, this guy's a habitual wide receiver one. You know, we talk about all the time, like there's only a handful of wide receiver ones, 12 to be exact. And Mike Evans does it year in, year out, produces at a high level with Jameis. Obviously, you say, oh, well, he's Tom Brady. Okay, well, yeah, Jameis Winston too. They throw the football. So to me, Drake London, somebody in today's NFL, definitely in the right system where it's a pass first team. Like I'm really interested to see where he's going to go. Um, I think him and Elijah Moore would complement themselves pretty good there in New York. So for me, and he'd help out Zach Wilson. I think Drake London offers like mid range to high end wide receiver two upside, like continually, like he mm -hmm. offers that. I mean, you, you talked about, I thought he has enough wiggle for me personally. I, I, I agree the speed up. Uh, he has to rev up his like action there kind of hurts a little bit. I have in my notes, 
too. Mostly played on the left side of the field was kind of uh, an issue. Only 22 career games is somewhat of an issue. He had some concentration drops, but like I could live with that. But I, I definitely made a note that I saw enough balls either juggled or hit the ground that it was not. It wasn't a huge concern because I don't think he has hands issues, but he did have concentration issues that I, that I wanted to note. Correctable, um, and I noted those yep. on my mm-hmm. notes here. But I mean, for me, Garrett, like this is a player that if his biggest knock is really just going to be that speed and like agility aspect of it, watching the tape, this guy can win. He did yeah. it year in, you know, he did not year in, year out, but he did it last year nonstop. Like he, like you said, he was on, he's on a clear path to win the Bolitnikoff award. So for me, he falls right into that second tier of, I like, I love Garrett Wilson. Like we all talked about, he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's our wide receiver one. Right. But after him, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks, Drake London. Like I have those guys pretty close for me where if anybody took any of them, like, Oh, like I don't hear anybody come to me like, Oh, you have Drake London at four. Like, all right, we'll move them to two. If that makes you happy. I mean, he seems pretty safe. Yeah. Jameson Winston Williams offers the highest upside of all these guys. Like Jameson Williams is the upside guy. He, he we're going to talk about him in the next show and break him down, but he's, he's a huge upside guy. Traylon Burks is a huge upside guy. I think Drake London's a really safe guy. Mm-hmm. No, I really, I was pleasantly surprised with Drake London because I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him uh, when I first started watching because I have, I've been snake bitten a couple times by guys that are more traditionally just these contested catch guys. And what I came to find, because I knew I wasn't going to see a lot of speed and we, we obviously didn't see that. I, I don't think he's going to run when he does his pro day, which I don't believe he's had yet. Right. He I haven't seen post, He had to postpone it, postpone it, like it a for like two weeks. A hamstring pop up yeah. after the ankle finally healed. So my guess is like if he ran like a four five eight, I'd be thrilled. I think he's going to probably run in the four sixes if I had to guess, uh, based on based on what I've seen. But at a guy of his size and his athletic ability, I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. And in fact, I actually thought he separated a lot better than he's gotten credit for on Twitter and other places. Like that's the one one big thing that I've heard over and over again is like, watch out for these contested catch guys. They can't separate. Blah blah blah. I actually thought there was, he was good enough off the line. He actually, I thought he was very good off the line and he's good enough in his routes. And there's enough suddenness in his game that there were times that he won with separation as well, not just on contested catches alone. And Matt, I I, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying it exactly the way you were thinking it, but I agree that I don't think they did him any favors when they were giving him those screens like that's not yeah, his not game, his game at all. i don't i don't think they did him any favors they're just trying to get their best player the ball i think so yeah. and sometimes slovis or whoever was playing quarterback at the time just wasn't able to get him the ball so let's just make sure we get him the ball but i don't think they did him any favors by by doing that but getting the ball down the field to a guy like drake london we're talking about a potential double digit touchdown guy which is really where he's going to really blossom at the next level. But you're right. A younger quarterback that needs that safety blanket of a big catch radius guy that just, I need to get it out of my hand. I'm going to chuck it up. He's a great, great wide receiver for that. Currently have him as my wide receiver too, but it is very, very close between him and Jamison Williams. Only 0.25 of a point difference. And it just... And I'm sure the NFL draft, like these guys are close enough to the NFL draft if you want to let it dictate a little bit on them. Like to me, I'm okay because they're in the same tier, mm-hmm. which, and that's where I let certain things kind of give a, a bump to a certain player. Like if, you know, Traylon Burks ends up in Green Bay and say Drake Jolin goes top 10, he goes to the Jets. And then Jamison Williams ends up on, 
I don't know, Atlanta. You know, that mm-hmm. kind of that gets you thinking, like, wow, you know, number one potential receiver as a rookie in Green Bay. Uh, Jameson, you know, uh, Drake London and Jets with Zach Wilson. They, they do got Elijah Moore, who I love. Like, that can help dictate a little bit sure. where we're going. But they're all, I'm with you. Like, you say half a point. I don't have, a, I don't do the nerd score like that. So to me, they're, they're very that's, close. That's very well. close. Yep. Tears the best way. Jared, you got anything you want to add on Drake London? Yeah, that's how I have him too. So I think we're all kind of in the similar boat. I got Garrett Wilson about a 78.5. Then I have JMO, Traylon Burks and Drake London all with a 77 and then split up by decimal points. So um, they're all in lumped in a tier together. So I think draft capital will play a big role. You know, what quarterback do they land? Do they land with? Um, but no, I, I, you guys pretty much hit on everything with Drake London. I think he's a little underrated as an athlete just because he's not, you know, overly fast. But I think he does have some suddenness in his game that I saw um, after the catch. He's an absolute beast to tackle. I love his mentality that you see on the field. Like he, he just he likes contact. Like he, he likes does. it. I, I I saw that at times, and and we talked about this before the show. But I I wanted to at least mention it. But there were other times where I saw smaller defensive backs. Not necessarily during a catch, but when he was doing some other things in, in his game, blocking and so forth, and, and he's just getting tossed around, and it kind of, it it just something in there just didn't compute with me. Like maybe he's not, maybe he's not trying to his hardest when he doesn't have the ball in his hands. Whatever. I mean, that's fine. Some some guys just kind of get in the way, and that's their style of blocking. But I mean, I literally saw him get thrown to the side. I'm sure you guys saw that as well on a play where I was just kind of like, I was kind of taken aback by that. Did, did you see the, I believe it was the Arizona game where him and he the was, DB kept getting yeah, into oh yeah. it. And, and the DB tossed him. Yeah. It was the Arizona but he, game. He, came, he came back later. Right. He came back later. It's just enough that I'm like, what, what like, are you physical or not? Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I've watched like eight well, games. I don't remember that specific the, the, play, the but same it can fair, happen We had the same opinion kind of about Jamar Chase. Like, ah, oh, he plays a little soft at times. Yeah. I mean, every. Sometimes you get tossed on the football field, and you yeah. know. I mean, I think the majority okay. of the time when I was watching his tape, like he was aggressive uh, in the open field and trying to break tackles. It, and with the ball, with tackles. the ball in his hands, he he is. He yeah, absolutely. Is. I thought he had good hand technique at the line of scrimmage. Got off his uh, with his releases very well, um, and then obviously, I mean, he's a con- contested catch freak. I think Garrett yeah. had a great point. I think he's going to be a really good red zone threat at the next level, which will translate to fantasy football points. So. Um, I like Drake London. He's definitely in my tier tier two. If you want to put Garrett Wilson in his own tier, tier one. So. We'll just say so. But I think we've established for this class, we all feel pretty good about the top four receivers are Garrett Wilson, which is a clear one. And then any way you want to take it. I know excluding Traylon Burks for Matt, but Traylon and Burks. Me. And you okay. He's my Matt, wide receiver. Would you have Drake? Seven. Uh, Drake is is right around four or five for me. So okay. I, I'm, I know I'm, I'm sounding harsh on him, but there are some people that – have him like way up at one, way up at like that's just too much for me. So okay. I got him down at like four or five. I, I have Burks at seven. Okay, and I have him. I have him. Burks at, will be around seven for me. I, I would think also. Like going going in like dry with like you know just on the film alone. I, I <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> that was not an accident. That was that was that was not an accident. Um, like I would take Traylon Burks right now, probably two overall. Like that's where I would you can never stuff the box of, of the receivers. <laughs> yeah. Of the receivers. Okay. But no, the, of the receivers. Yeah. I'm taking yeah. Kenneth, I'm taking Kenneth Walker. Probably two Hall. overall a yeah. uh, Brees Hall one. Bre- Talking about a tier of his own. It's Brees Hall for me. Like tier, Brees Hall at one. Yeah. Anyway, you want to go Kenneth Walker or Garrett Wilson at two or three in that order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's just kind of like, yeah, I'd probably take Traylon Burks, but if I was in another rookie draft with the same pick at four, then I would take Jamison Williams or Drake London. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I would never, so they're all really, really close for you. I, yeah. I would never take 
I'm not set on any of these guys in stone in that position. I would literally, if I had three rookie drafts at pick four, I would try to get a share of every single one of them because they all offered upside in different ways, right? Sure. You know, like the touchdowns with Drake, uh, Drake London in the end For zone sure. and being a good possession receiver. Traylon Burks putting the ball in his hands and just producing at a high level week in and out. And then Jameis Williams will be able to take it to the house at any single moment. So we're going to yep. talk about him in a moment. So let's move on to our next wide receiver. We're going to talk about Chris Alave, wide receiver out of Ohio State University. Six foot, 187 pounds, going to be 22 years old in two months at kickoff. Ran a 4.3940 at the four, uh, NFL Combine. Had a 32 inch vertical, 124 inch broad jump. Uh, real productive player at Ohio State, real consistent, never topped 1,000 yards, but was real consistent there. Now, I'm going to start off with a negative with Chris Alive right at the top because this is his biggest hang-up. It's my biggest thing. It's hard for me to get over this. It's just his run-after-the-catchability. I mean, 3.8 yards average. Uh, I think I saw a stat coming out of uh, Columbus Radio. This is like a month ago, but it said he had zero broken tackles in 2021. It, like, zero. It doesn't shock me watching – I mean – Watching a watching Ohio State games and then going back and reviewing the film, you really get to zone in on these players, and it's catch the ball, he gets stacked. I mean, that's that's what he does. Either that, or he scampers out of bounds real quick to avoid a hit. Avoids like that's, contact. And yeah, gets he, down. Yep, yeah. gets down. Avoids contact. That's that's a lobby in a nutshell. He hasn't. He offers literally nothing unless there's wide open space ahead of him. Whatever after the catch. he needs green yep. to run. So you know, some good things about Alave is obviously he's really. Fast. He's really polished. Mm-hmm. You know, coming out, he went back for he's a senior year at Ohio smooth. State. He's a smooth athlete. Super smooth, man. Yep. Played all three spots at Ohio State. The Z, the X, the slot. Um, gets off the line really, really well with some really good bursts. Tracks the ball really well with a good body control to go up and get the ball. Sure hands. I mean, mm-hmm. he only had seven career drops altogether. Uh, his separation, he consistently gets separation because he's such a savvy route runner, so he's able to actually get separation to make the catch. You mentioned very smooth runner. Um, works the deep ball really, really well. Uses his speed, his four three nine speed. So this is a guy who can get separation, get open. But like you said, but that is it. He doesn't like when DBs get physical with him. Totally redirect him. Yep. He um he he's 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 going to struggle. I think at the NFL, you know, against those kind of press man. Anyone anyone that's going to press him, he's going to have a hard time if they get their hands on him. The thing about Alave is. He's going to keep coming back, though. Even if he, even if a guy beats him and they reroute him on a few routes, he's still going to be there, and he's still he he continues to keep fighting. So that's like I wanted to I, so I initially I was like you know Alave is not going to be all that great. Um, kind of just watching Ohio State games. Then we then I then I watched some of the film. You know, you know you see the four three nine. Actually, I go let me go back. You know from from the combine I see a four three nine, and my my eyes kind of widen there because I didn't think he was that fast. Watching him on. On film, he doesn't look like he's moving that fast. I think it's deceiving. He's, he's a glider. He is a glider, and he's yeah. so smooth that you don't realize he's moving that fast. But you know, he's going to he's going to keep coming, and then that's that is something that I ended up liking by the end of it. <laughs> he's going to keep coming at the defense, and eventually he's going to crack off, and he's going to get open deep, and he's going to win on a big play. I don't know how that's going to translate to the NFL week in and week out for fantasy relevance for everyone. Like, is he going to be one of these guys that when he breaks off a big couple of plays, he has a great week or, you know, is he going to land in one of these awesome offenses that just features the past so much that he can still be relevant week in and week out? I think landing spot for Chris Olave is going to be huge for huge. me and, and, and as far as his fantasy relevance, because I think he's a good player. I think there's 
just some questions as to whether or not he's going to have consistent fantasy production based on where he ends up going. He's not a tough guy at all. Like he's he's, not. he's nope. he's he's just he plays soft. He yeah. plays like you he, know what I mean. He needs somebody. He has one of my. He has one of my. He's a leg lamp in a Christmas story. You know, he's fragile. He, he's one of the. He has one of the lowest uh, physicality scores in the class for me. Yep. There's only a couple guys that have a lower score um, than him. Uh, I was actually. Pleasantly surprised with his release off the line. You're right, okay. Matt. I, I noticed I noticed that he would get bumped in his route sometimes, and that would get to him. Uh, but off the line, he actually did really well. And, and I think a lot of that goes back to Brian Hartline. Um, this guy was really, really well coached up. And you can see that over and over again because he's constantly making the smart plays. He, you can tell he's a very intelligent mm-hmm. receiver while he's out there. And one of the things that I noticed more out of Alave almost more than any other player. There's a couple other players similar, but more than almost any other player is his late hands. Um, and that's something I haven't talked as much about um, this year as, as some other years. Uh, but one of the things that receivers can do really well, savvy receivers do against defensive backs when they're, when it's tight coverage is as opposed to early getting those hands up and getting ready to make it. Hey, the ball's good. Yeah, just at the last second, being able to yep. throw them up and have the concentration to be able to still snag it in. So the late hands that Chris Olave has, I think are really, really good. Him and Jamison Williams both did that. Really well. Actually, they have a, did. And like you said, we didn't talk about it a lot. So I put a, the same note in about James yep. Williams. Like, man, him and yeah, they, you those know guys that. He knows better. Who's that? Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, yeah. That guy's <laughs> phenomenal. Can't, I <laughs> but, can't wait to talk about him next I'm year. glad you brought it up now because I was going to bring it up about Jamison Williams. No. Like, that's such a good trait. Not to let the, not, it basically keeps the defensive back on their heels. Right. Essentially, yeah. You, you can't tell when the ball's getting there. Yes. So, so yeah, I was pleasantly surprised because similar to you guys, you know, I'm an Ohio state fan. I, I watch most, if not all the games that Ohio state plays. And I always liked Chris Olave, but I never saw him as this incredible NFL receiver, but I truly believe if he ends up being a slot receiver, I think that's where he's going to be best. He could, he could be put on the outside. I think he'll be fine. Like I said, I think his release is okay. But I think when you give him more space to, to operate, that's when he's really at his best. And typically you get more space and more room um, from the slot position. Well, you're, so. off the, you're off the line typically as well. So, you know, you get that, you get a free release. Right? Yep. So that, I, he ended up coming in as my fifth rated receiver. My my personal score for him was a seventy seven point five. Uh, so he's right behind Jahan Dotson and just ahead of a guy that we're going to be talking about next show. Yeah, and what's funny is like I think we all kind of went like I went I was kind of smash talking uh, Chris Olave going into this like just mm-hmm. from watching all his games at Ohio State going man I just don't know. If that's the kind of player I want on, well, he, on well, my dynasty Here's team. the deal. He was the third best wide receiver on, on the team. Maybe fourth as far as talent. You know what I mean? Sure. But he was starting for the past, you know, three years. And, and he always did well. He's and Consistently yeah, good player. Absolutely. I think if you find, I think draft capital, which will be, be a first round pick, on a right team with Pepper Targi, just offers upside. So that upside alone, like a guy that could probably, like he's a player that can average 13 to 14 points per game. Like he can yes. average that. Yeah. So. That was enough to move him all the way up into the, my rankings. When I when I thought I'd have him right around wide receiver 9, 10, right around there. Like, he'd be mm-hmm. the guy where everybody else was like, he was like Jalen Rager, where everybody else loved him. But I was just like, yeah, I don't know, you know? Yeah. So, for me, his potential for fantasy football production and the way he could separate kind of moved him up a little bit. You know, they kind of like... You know, like a guy like Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, the way they will separate. And then, you know, this guy's like, why Hunter Renfro last year was was a wide receiver one, a top 10 fantasy receiver because of his route running. And he's, his super, open. he's super tough, though, too. Hunter oh, yeah. Renfro. Well, like, well, much fair. But, you yeah. know, what I mean, separation's key. Yeah, route run's key. Is. Like, if you can get open, you're going to catch a football. If you catch a football, 
I just got two points. I, I will say, and, and we talked about this before the show as well, compared to some of the other players in this class, Chris Olave does have a lower ceiling, yes. I think, than some of the other players that were going to be ranked around him. But I think he has a much higher floor than some of the other guys too. So I think he's pretty safe, but... Don't I don't think he will ever be a wide receiver one fantasy no, football ever. And I, and I think he's a very surprised. safe. Like his floor is like wide receiver three, right? Like he's gonna mm-hmm. be a consistent wide receiver three. Maybe it's wide receiver uh, twenty five, <laughs> or maybe it's wide receiver thirty six. You know, but he's gonna be in that range. So if you draft him, you're gonna be able to start him. Yeah. Usually on a weekend, we got basically probably will start him pretty quickly because you know the seniors that come in they could contribute right away. But at the same time, it's like. Man, do I want like the upside? He's the kind of player I bet after NFL draft I could be like, ooh, George Pickens went here. I could make him a little bit higher. Oh, like this the the Jahan Dotson's in Green Bay or Kansas City. Sorry, Chris Olave. You know what I mean? Like Yep. I could see him sliding down my ranks a bit. Yeah. But at the same time, Absolutely. if he goes to Kansas City and he could be the guy that like Pat Mahomes just feeds the football to, like, okay, I can live with that too. You know, I'll hold yeah, him right yeah. where he is. Jared, you got anything to comment on Chris Olave? He's my wide receiver six right now, and I agree. I was actually going to say I don't think he offers like a high ceiling, but I think he can come in and produce right away. I don't think there's going to be much like getting used to the NFL with him because mm-hmm. he's fantastic at the line of scrimmage. He's always open. I mark down. Uh, he creates a ton of separation within his routes. Um, so I think going somewhere like Green Bay would be perfect because yeah. they need they need someone to come in and play right away and pairing up with a, with a quarterback that's extremely accurate um, with Chris Olave would be perfect because he's not a guy that you're you're gonna like throw the ball up to or in an area like Garrett Wilson he's gonna yeah. contort his body and make a make a contested catch like he's gonna he's gonna burn you off the line of scrimmage you're gonna make a nice little quick move with his speed and he's gonna be open with with some separation there that's how he wins in my in my note for leaping ability. <laughs> I wrote N.A. Just not. It's not available. I wrote wrote, jump balls aren't his thing. I didn't follow up that one, but I won't say that. That's from a source. (laughs) Right. We won't say that source, what he said about him. Not good. High-level source said it's not good. But yeah, I wrote jump balls just aren't his thing, I got him just behind Sky Moore. Okay, I have him just ahead of Sky Moore. Okay, I I like Sky Moore because I think he gives you a lot more in terms of after the catcher, you know, just giving him the ball and doing things. Well, speaking of that, sky's the limit. Next wide receiver we're talking about is Sky Moore, oh, wide receiver out of show for some Western Michigan. Yeah, he is next show, actually. <laughs> no, he's not. Oh, he's not? No. no. He's uh, after Chris Olave. Yep. Okay. Look at that. Right after Chris Olave. Go team. Go okay. team. Whatever. Go team. Sky Moore, Matt wide receiver, <laughs> Western Michigan. Five foot 10, 195 pounds, will be 21 years old in 11 months when it kick off. Um, somebody that you know really took off after Dwayne Eskridge left and he got drafted by Seattle there. Uh, ran a 4-4-140 at the combine, 34.5-inch vertical, 125-inch broad jump, a 7.13 three-cone, a 4.3220-yard sh- uh, shuttle, which wasn't uh, not, wasn't great. not yep. great, honestly. I think um, he moves better than that, though, in real life. Played inside and outside, 39% career in the slot, uh, really good hands, only had four drops on 256 targets. You see those mitts he's got? Biggest hands in the class. Yep. He had the biggest hands. Bigger than the 5XL Trey Lumbers. Yeah. Who was only 9 and 7 eighths or 7. Yeah, that was exactly. 5'10", 195 pounds. Biggest hands in the class. Um, he was actually the highest graded receiver by Pro Football Focus in 2021. Uh, 0.1 points ahead of Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, this is a guy, again, very good. This is a guy that's really good. Very good at getting off the line. So it's really hard to kind of press him. Mm-hmm. Really good hands because they're just too big. 10 and a quarter inches. 
31 inch arms are nice too. So this guy at five foot ten has the wingspan and hands of something that's like six foot three. Like really. So he's got that going for him. And he tracks the ball really well. When you put the ball in his hands, he makes things happen. Twenty-six broken tackles, tied for the most in FBF. So uh, in 21, he averaged more than two broken tackles per game, only three drops on 125 targets in 21, plays tough, not afraid to go over a middle. This is a guy who's just a very solid football player. You got me. So <laughs> you caught me with it. This is a guy. He is. He's a very impressive, you know, small, small school prospect. I love his burst and, and, and in and out of breaks, especially. Um, that's really where I think he gains his separation and kind of. Um, separates himself from a lot of players in this particular draft. Um, so I think there's, you know, obviously he, he's a he's a good route runner, but I think he's got room to grow there as well. A lot of room to grow. Um, but he still gets separation. He can make some special things happen, you know, down the field, anywhere on the field, really. Um, and, and after the catch, like you had mentioned, he's, he's good with the ball in his hands as well. So there's not a lot that Sky Moore can't do. Um, obviously... You know he played he played in the slot and out wide um, there at Western Michigan. So you know I think he's one of these versatile guys. He's he's like one of these. He's not a he's not a big wide receiver. He's not a small wide receiver. He's right. kind of in between and kind of come kind of go inside and out and, and play either one of those positions kind of seamlessly. And and I I mean I really like him. He's probably going to end up being in that same tier with Chris Alave, um, right around there for me as well. You know, I have Drake London, Alave, Sky Moore. They're all kind of top end of my third tier, mm. you know, real close to the, the bottom of my second tier. And I would expect that he's probably going to be one of these surprise picks in like the second round of the NFL draft. Um, as far as what I see on tape anyway, that, that's where I'm seeing I, him anyway. I would be, I would be very surprised if he, he wasn't, I've even heard rumor that there might be some teams interested in the first round. Yeah. I don't think that'll happen. That's not happening. I think he's a second round guy, but he's, he's extremely talented. Uh, a lot of times when there starts to become this big buzz around a player, especially if it's like a small school school guy, Usually I like to like go in and like dispel why yeah. people are crazy. Is he the next Anthony Miller? Right. Like, you know, I like, mean, like, I mean, Anthony Miller was even, you know, <coughs> he went to Memphis, but I think a, a similar profile on Anthony Miller sure. is a guy like Sky Moore. And we there, all know what happened to Anthony. There's Moore. these, those are like, when it comes to Sky Moore and why he's a little bit down in my top 12, because those are some of my concerns. Like his really good games came against some like really bad defenses. Like in the in Western, at, uh, at, uh, oh my God. At Western Michigan, Western I mean, Michigan. he played a lot of like bad teams. Like when he played a good team, like Michigan, he had two catches for twenty two yards. Yep. So it's that's that's my biggest concern off the gate. It's just like okay, is he, did he produce at a high level? And like you mentioned, like Anthony Miller, I loved Anthony Miller because I loved his tape at Memphis, and then it just never translated to the next level. And that's somewhat of a because again, I, I agree the tape looks good, but when I look back at his stat line, I'm like, wow, he had all his big games came against these terrible teams. They well, he, he had 11 for guys. 124 in a touchdown against Pitt. So he, I, I, mean, I absolutely love watching tape against Pitt because you know they're going to be up there pressing people. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like their defensive style. I, I, uh-huh. I mean, from you know, from watching wide receiver film, when I see that Pitt, whoever I'm watching played Pitt, I'm like, all right, good. I'm going to get like a good look at these guys against press, uh, but, and press he, coverage. And he excels. Sky Moore yeah. excels. Yeah, um, he did great against. He's, like, he's very good line. for pressing against the line yeah. very well. So that's like to me one of his best attributes is how, the way he gets up the line, how you can't press him, which is which is great. Um, which is huge he got for the, the next highest level. release grade for me in the class. 
he tied I, for the highest with me as well. And that makes yeah. total sense to me, the way he gets off that. That makes total sense to me. Yep. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of his. There wasn't anything where I was overly concerned in his game. Uh, I think he could be a little more physical in his routes. Um, there would be sometimes he got pushed a little bit, but even there, it wasn't, it wasn't anything that was like a red flag for me. Uh, he's, he's good after the catch. He has good game speed. I mean, really there's no obvious holes right. in that, his game. Yeah. That's why I, I mean, it's hard for me to, I guess, quantify and, and say exactly how, you know, exactly what I see because everything is good. There's, and there are some things that I think he excels really, really good, yeah. that he's really, really good in, but there's not a lot to discuss because there's not a lot to pick apart about this guy. Right. Really is you're, you're nipping. Like you said, he could fine tune his route run a little yeah. bit more. It could, that could do be a little bit better, but I mean, it's almost every, every single the NFL. College, yeah. um, but I mean, he's going to end up being like a second round draft pick in the NFL and it's deserving. Like he's, he does a lot of good things. The only part lacking in his game is it's like, he doesn't have like that, why, he's not the type of wide receiver that's just going to go up and like win contested balls. No. You're going to throw balls. Kinda, that's not the type. Of that kind of shocked me. I had that in my notes too. Like I was like, for how long his arms out? His are his catch radius didn't seem that big in college. Yeah. He's like, not afraid to do it though. So you're never going to you're never going to throw him jump balls. Like that's just not his game. But right. I saw a right. couple instances of him going up and getting the ball and coming down with it. I mean, it's right. Yeah, you know, in a contested catch sort of situation, and so I mean, it's in his repertoire to at least. Hey, that's my ball. I'm gonna go get it. You're never, you're never ever gonna jump He's ball him. It's like throw jump balls to him. Built like a running back, and he plays like a running back when he catches the ball. Like he's mm-hmm. pretty physical, and he'll yeah. make you miss. And he has really good contact balance too. He does. He does. Um, so I love his ability after the catch. I, I put down that he's an absolute playmaker with the ball in his hands. Uh, he graded out from like a yards after catch, game speed, burst, quickness, like all very high. Uh, so I think that that. That's what really led to him coming up my my nerd score a lot, um, but then from like an overall wide receiver standpoint, he runs good routes. Has I didn't see him drop many balls either. No, um, nope. so yeah, I really he only like has three Moore. drops in all of twenty twenty one. Yeah, one hundred twenty five targets. I think Sky Moore is he's freaking good, man. I like him a lot. Yeah. I like him too. He's in that third tier for me because it's it just. He's a solid player. Small school. It's tough. Small school. And yeah. it just, it's somewhat of a, it holds you back just a was little he in bit. A, was he in any of the bowls? Was he in the senior bowl or shrine bowl or anything? It no, was no, not the senior bowl. too young. Oh, oh is he, is he only a junior? Oh, he's yeah. only a junior. He'll be 21. Which is, which is impressive yeah. for a small school guy to be able to come out early like that. Yeah. You don't normally see that from the small school guys. And I, to be ranked high. But well, the, Anthony Miller was a second round pick. I know. That's. But he was a senior, wasn't he? <laughs> that's what scares me. Oh man, <laughs> they profile very similarly. I don't know. Um, he also had Anthony Miller also had huge hands. Anthony Miller was also a better route runner. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I think Sky Moore is a little better after the catch. Yeah, he is. That's he is. definitely fair too. But yeah, you're right. He did have like the biggest hands in the combo. Oh yeah. Oh, that is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was another I, thing. I was like, okay. I get what you're, I get what you're laying down now. Yeah. So it's compi- and that, that stuff. You know, that lingers, right? Yeah. Like when you're making dynasty and you play dynasty for a while, and you start seeing some of these tendencies, and the, you know, like you mentioned about Drake London, you see like. Well, all these other contested catch players like, you know, Kelvin Harmons and guys like those like Ooh. that have just continually. JJ. Dang it. Yeah, J.J. or Sergio Whiteside. These guys that end up being first-round dynasty rookie picks and high NFL draft picks in the second round, like, they fail more than they win. For the most part, like a 90% fail rate, like that yeah. high. So when you see, and it's simple to say, like, oh, well, he produced here. It doesn't matter if he's small school. I mean, Joe Flacco went to Delaware, things like that. You know, sure. Steve, Steve McNair went to Alcorn State. Okay, the first, I mean, quarterbacks. But at the same time. Sure. <laughs> 
Antonio Brown literally went to Western Michigan. Yeah. Antonio Brown went to Western Michigan, but we all know he, he has a little uh, off the field issues. So Kick, kicked my ass in college. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you play against them? Yeah, we played against them. He destroyed yeah. you? He destroyed us. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's Antonio Brown, one of the greatest receivers of all time. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that, and that, I know it sounds like you're nitpicking, but for me, that's enough to move him down a little bit over the, some of these other guys. For me personally, but a guy who offers great value there in the back half of your first round. Yep. That's so. definitely where he's going to be. All right, Garrett, you got anything for us uh, to dive in here before we go on to the next player? Oh yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we talk about our friends uh, over at PredictionStrike.com? Yes, PredictionStrike.com. We've been talking about them forever, but it's because they're so fantastic. And what we get to do over here at Dynasty Nerds, and we get to talk about all of these players, mm-hmm. and you have this perfect opportunity to be able to get in there. And get to look at these players now and say like, oh, their cost right now is this. Their cost right now is that. And we'll know all this after the NFL draft. But you get to go in there, see all of that kind of stuff, and then get to acquire these players, buy, sell, trade shares. Actually, not really trade, but buy, sell shares of players just like you would the stock market. Best of all, with the promo code DYNASTY, you can get a free share of a player with your first deposit of $20 or more. That's right. A free share with the promo code dynasty at predictionstrike.com. You guys, you, you guys changed the sheet, didn't you? No, you I did not change the sheet. No, I went back. I had mine in order. Correct. And uh, I just went back and looked and sky more supposed to be on the next show. That's we what I right. thought too, but yeah. I didn't even go back and look. It it doesn't matter. Matter. There's doesn't no matter. way. Cause I put mine no, Literally, no. when you send the sheet I over, I went through and put every name in order and all the combine results too. over. Yeah, let me look. I'll look right now. I'll it, look right it, now. It was updated six days ago. Okay. Somebody so updated it. it. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> updated it. There's no way that me... Do you have Khalil Shakir next? I sure do. Okay, so me then too. you guys change the sheet. Nope. Somebody changed the sheet. David no, Bell yeah. and Sky Moore. You yeah, yeah da- David Bell's on show three. You sent the show. Right. And I literally took every player and put him in my word here and then I went through and put all their combine and weights and statistics in there in order like in, in the very no, first the, day the sheet, was, the sheet was changed because we took off a guy at the end you sir are a liar I this is the least significant thing we've ever thought about yeah <laughs> moving on next player <laughs> moving player, on Khalil Shakir wide receiver <laughs> Boise State six foot 196 pounds will be 22 years old in seven months when he enters the NFL kickoff season uh, he played four seasons, had 317 targets, five pass attempts, 71 carries, and 31 returns. Ran a 4-4-3, 40-yard dash, 34.5-inch vertical, 124-inch broad jump, a 7.283 count, and a 4.21 20-yard shuttle. Can I say something? <clears throat> Can I say something Can before you say we something? move on? <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely hate the blue turf at Boise State. Go ahead. <laughs> Just hate it. Move on. That All was right. the one thing you had to say? I had to say it because I... Yes, because I was looking at it again today. You're no just, fun. I hate it. I love it. Oh my god! I'm not a big. Who, fan who was of I? Who was I watching the other day? That they had red turf. There's somebody that had red turf. Mm, yeah, I don't know. I, I just oh, it was, it was when I was watching Isaiah Weston against uh, like Eastern Washington. Listen, or the like reason I hate it is because there's times when there's blue turf and they're all in blue, and I can it's barely. An advantage. It's not it. an advantage they for me trying yeah. to watch film. Who's a, who, <laughs> and I can barely see the guys. Who is a good dynasty prospect at running back to propose at the end of the game? Oh, from Boise State? Oh, man. He's like a decent prospect that never did nothing whatsoever. I know. I know. I'm trying to remember who all went there. Doug Martin went there. J.J. went there. But it wasn't either of those two guys. No. no. Um, proposed in the end after the bowl game. Yeah. Right. I, rem- I remember that happening. But yeah, I Mick can't Nichols think. went there, didn't he? That's he not, might Jeremy, have. not Jeremy Nichols. Was, was that the same game where they did the Statue of Liberty? 
against know. Oklahoma. I think that's how they won. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but we're talking about Khalil Shakir out of Boise State, different player. This is somebody who has really good contact balance, really good vision, uh, good run after the catches. You know, when he, this guy gets the ball, is and he, he a running back? Goes. Ian Johnson. Ian Johnson. That's the guy. Um, this is, he 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 Khalil. He plays tough. Not afraid after not afraid of contact. Good route runner. Really good in that intermediate area, finding the soft spot in the zone. I thought I, I thought that I thought that's where he played best. Like I didn't like him uh, up front. I didn't like him deep. I really liked him in that like right in the middle. Like I thought he, I thought he did a really good job finding intermediate the soft route spot. Runner. Yeah. yeah, in the zone. I thought that's where he did best. I don't uh, know that he has like the high ends. I know he ran a four four three, but I don't think he has like the high end speed to get deep. Yeah, I, I totally agree that, that he's that he's an underneath and intermediate guy and that's kind of the speed like he didn't like he didn't track the ball well. Like what? I, watching, I didn't think he, I didn't think he tracked the ball well. I thought he did a pretty good job. I think that's one of his best attributes. Yeah. Yeah, well I guess well, yeah, I must have yeah, I, think I agree. <laughs> I thought I thought he did pretty good in that aspect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, man, I was I'm, just, a, I'm a I'm a Shakir truther though, so I'll let you guys fine. be like mediocre um, on him, and I'll, I'll give the love. I, I thought he got in, I thought he got in and out of his breaks really well. Mm-hmm. I thought he ran really hard with the ball in his hands. I thought I think he's got a little bit of wiggle too, not a ton of wiggle in the he open field, but he's got but he's got some wiggle in the open field also. Garrett likes him a lot. Look at yeah, him. look at him. He's, oh, he's got some shakes. Before I get to some of my cons, mm-hmm. like my number one thing about him was like I came away, I was like, this guy's just a solid overall receiver that's going to really be solid on NFL yep. team. Look at I don't know how his dynasty value uh, really gets there. I think he'd be a starting slot. Yeah. He could be a starting slot. I think he's he's quarterback friendly, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. and that's how I would would. He's very solid, him. is what I yeah. wrote. Because I mean, his arms are twenty nine inches, so he doesn't have big wingspan. He's got a smaller catch radius. Uh, I thought his separation was just okay. Uh, a couple body catches, a little bit more than I liked uh, with those body catches I saw on film. Um, drops. He had ten drops in twenty twenty one. That was somewhat of a concern as well, which probably doesn't attribute some of his body catching. But he did have twenty one drop uh, ten drops. So I didn't like that. Uh, even though I did take it, to be fair, I made him say, make some great catches as well. Right. But so 10 drops was yeah. somewhat of a concern. I, and I understand why Garrett likes this guy a lot because you get the ball in his hands and he's he makes things happen, right? Like he's just a good football. He's a really good football player. I don't know if it translates to being a really good dynasty fantasy football player. Like almost like one of those bottom roster guys that you have. Like he's your wide receiver eight that you never cut. It's always there. He's like, he's ready. He's I hate to make like right this. I hate to make there. this like lazy um, kind of Boise State to Boise State. Is he like Cedric Wilson, where like if he gets an opportunity to be like the number two guy on a, on like any given week, he can produce. But the chances of him like actually landing a number two job in the NFL week in and week out are kind of slim. So you're kind of like, you're, it, it's just you've seen just enough glimpses of him to kind of keep him on your roster and not cut him. When he's your number two in the NFL, that team is looking for a number two. Right. Yeah, I see that. Like, given the opportunity, you will produce. I don't think it'll ever be written in as like this is our wide receiver and, too. And and you know like that's like you don't want us to talk bad about guys because he's in the NFL and he's making a living and he's doing good things. But from fantasy football perspective, hundred percent, it, it is hard to rely on somebody where you're. That's kind of if that's how you see him. And, that, and that's what I'm trying to say. Like, he's a very solid receiver. Should play the next yeah. level. Could be the third wide receiver in a starting sets. Like I, I could totally see that, but from a dynasty aspect, that's where it's kind of trying to get over the hump. He falls in that tier of like the fourth tier for me. And that fourth tier is just whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, we disagree pretty far on this one. And it, it, it doesn't surprise me a ton because I liked Amon Ra more than you guys last year as well. Oh. And Amon Ra, it, he's a very similar. He's s- take a white side too. <laughs> Jalen okay. Rager too. 
Jonathan Taylor too. He's gonna bust out the house. I like Justin Herbert more than anybody in the community. You done? Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, he he's a very similar style player. Hold on. To Amon Ross, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> oh, oh! In your face! You just got dunked on. He's like Kyrie Irving in the first quarter. Well, Shakira will never get, never get the respect he deserves. Shakira, Shakira. They just keep talking about other people. Yeah, like, that has nothing to do with this. What's that? It's not a surprise because I like Amon Ross. Probably you two pipe down. Uh, he's a very I like similar Jones style. Way more than Jamal Williams. <laughs> what? I like Darren Jones way more than Jamal Williams. Rich, <sighs> shut up. <laughs> Would you let him I'm talk? sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's put this together. Right. I'm, I'm starving over here. I, know. I only have so many words to give, Rich. Your hand's so bony to run out of energy. <laughs> so Garrett is on six days of fasting right now. It's true. That is faith. It's right true. There. I don't even know that I'm in the podcast studio. I could be, <laughs> I could be at home for all I know. I really, right, I'm not so sure. So why do you like Shakir so much? Yeah, no, now, uh, not, no interruptions. Go on your rant. Uh, he he has not got this crazy upside that I think a lot of people want mm-hmm. in receivers. Uh, a lot of times you're looking for the fastest, the biggest, the strongest. That's that's not his game, but this is one of the most polished wide receivers that we have in the class. He's good off the line. He has the most suddenness out of any receiver that I've seen in this class. The ability to be able to stop, start, change direction, and, and in his specifically in his breaks in his route. Calvin as I watched it, what Calvin Austin? Uh, Calvin Austin's a very good one as well. I'll give you. I'll give you that. But very different. Size, agree, yeah. agree. I know. Um, they're so, yeah. They're, both of those, both of those little guys don't. Really I was going to respond they're, to your tweet. With they're that very, they're very yeah. different. No, I'll give you that, Calvin Austin. He's fantastic four, there, but he's got four inches on him. Uh, but he is, he's incredibly, incredibly sudden. He has made some spectacular catches. Never seems to be out of control. Tracks the ball, I think, fantastically. And even though, um, yeah, you, you mentioned he ran the four three in the class, but. I only have him for a six point five, which is like a hair above average for game speed. Because it was a four four three, not a four three. Yeah. Oh, th- that's what I meant. I, yeah. I probably said that backwards, yeah. but yeah. Um, so even though that's above average for timed speed, sure. I don't think he's much above average on field speed. So I only gave him a six and a half there, but I gave him an eight and a half on quickness, and I think that's where he's going to win. Is just constantly being quick. He's going to get to the ball. He's going to be in the right spot. He's going to know what to do at all times, and that's a lot of what Amon Ra did well before he was a smart receiver he was always in the right spot he was quick he ran good routes like so i think they can win in a very similar manner i, I mean i, I can think see Matt, that. you hit it on the head though like Amon found himself in the spot to be the guy peppered with targets and he produced he, he did um I, I think laterally i think he is very he is explosive laterally mm-hmm. and, and I, I can see what you're saying i don't i don't necessarily agree that he is the most explosive i think sky Moore. obviously we we've, we've mentioned a couple of guys very very much so up there as well but i i thought for as far as creating a separation with suddenness in his routes i i he was he was incredible for me in that I mean, I think I think even you know a guy that we have a very small sample size. George Pickens is another guy that I I really like his suddenness out of breaks. Really, and I and I would I would go ahead and say that he he might be kind of up there as well. And Kyle um, Phillips, okay. 
What'd you say? <laughs> Not that. And you said Kyle, Kyle Phillips. Phillips running in sand or mud or whatever. <laughs> I'll let George I'm just kidding. I haven't had a chance to look at Kyle Phillips again because I, I was just too swamped uh, trying to get ready for this, but I will before the draft. I, I have him and Pickens back to back. So, I mean, they're, they're very close for me graded in this class, but okay. um, I'll, like too. I'll, I'll end up, I'll end up being one of the highest guys on, on Shakir. And I, I'm okay with that. Um, I kind of knew that going in. Uh, he ended up with a 75.63. Um, so it would go at this point for me, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, Khalil Shakir, and then George Pickens. He's going to be right at the, the top of my fourth tier. So he'll, yeah. and, and I did write in here before the, the show, like I, I mentioned it to you guys, but I wrote in here, like the way that I see him being fantasy relevant is if he's eating breakfast with the quarterback, the starting quarterback. <laughs> so he has to be Cooper cup. He's got to be like Cooper cup. I think to be fantasy relevant. Cause, cause I do think he's going to excel in short to intermediate stuff, which means for fantasy purposes, he's going to have to get a lot of targets. Um, so if he's in tight with whatever, whoever the starting quarterback is, I think that's, that's kind of his way, his avenue to become fantasy relevant for me. Mm-hmm. And while he's he is really good at, at the intermediate routes and being a slot receiver, he is really good at the catch point too and adjusting mm-hmm. his body and just quarterback being able to throw it in the area and he trusts that he's going to be able to make a play on the ball, which I really like um, with him and his size. I mean, he's got good size for a slot receiver. Yeah, 6'1", 195 mm-hmm. pounds or something. Right Makes around plays there. after Six the foot. catch too. So um, I think he's a starting slot wide receiver in the NFL. I have him in that fourth tier as well. I have him right around David Bell, Romeo Dubs, uh, Christian Watson in that area. The only, the only player in this class that I saw – that might've had more exciting catches because Shakir had some incredible, incredible catches where falling backwards, one hand, like ridiculous ones was, was Jahan Dotson. Those two, they're like, if you were to just like watch highlights of their catches, those would be two of the most fun guys in the class to watch. And Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson had some crazy ones too. Okay. You guys always have to add another one when I say, just, just say, okay. No, right? I gotta correct you. But you're wrong. Those are the two best. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. It's the greatest part about dynasties when people argue with me on Twitter. I'm like, I always end in the same way. I was like, well, I guess we'll find out. You know? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's like you an know, ongoing. Thomas, you know what I mean? Like, it's an it's ongoing just, thing in my friend's fantasy, like in our home league. It's just, we'll see. We'll yeah. See. People, I mean, I don't, because I don't argue on Twitter. When people like disagree with my opinion, they yeah. other people, I give my opinion. They right. give theirs. I'm like, cool. Well, yeah. agree, I always say agree to disagree. Right. But We'll find out who's right Weird. soon enough. It's a fun thing yeah, about man. fake football. And the, the funny part is like six months later, you completely forget that conversation. <laughs> six months, yeah. six no, days yeah. later, I forget. That, that's my biggest problem. Exactly. Matt and I, Matt and I like, made I'll 50 bats. I can't remember year. a single one. I'm the worst when it comes to remembering stuff like that. So and the good news is neither can I. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just fade away. But it's just like, I'll see you this time next year. Then I never see them next time. <laughs> so either I was right or they forgot and we both forgot. I, I don't, don't even know. know what time it is to even meet you here. Like, <laughs> we'll see you later, buddy. But let's move on. To another player, Romeo Dubs, wide receiver out of Nevada, six foot two, two hundred one pounds. That's good measurables. Mm-hmm. Twenty two years old in four months when the season kicks off. Coming off a year, he had eighty catches, one thousand one hundred nine yards, and eleven touchdowns. Didn't compete at the combine. Uh, coming off back to back one thousand yard seasons, lined up on the outside eighty five percent of the time. This is a guy who saw at least seventy five targets all four seasons he played. So he was like heavily involved. He averaged 17.8 yards per catch in 2021. So it kind of showed like his big playability. Like he was constantly making the big plays with the speed, tracked the ball really hands. Uh, well played tough, good hands, not afraid to go over the middle, worked the sideline. Romeo Dubs to me kind of reminded me of Kelvin Harmon. Um, and I like Kelvin Harmon a lot and we know how that worked out. <laughs> no, I can, I guess I could see that. 
Um, just bigger bodied guy, right? Yeah, um, he's so much faster though than Kelvin. Oh, he definitely much sure. faster than Kelvin. Yeah. yeah, he is. No, he, like, he worked a sideline like that really well, and I liked what I saw there. And I'm like, ooh, and it, it kept going. Well, Kelvin Harvin is more of a jump ball guy. I think the Romeo Dubs is more stretch the field, take the top off the defense type guy. But I mean, yeah, he's he's a go in. It's just he's a kind of a go. His routes are really limited. Like he is a limited route tree. I am not. He's a he's a north south kind of guy. That's how he wins. And and it kind of showed because like when he would run routes, like he was really slow getting in and out of his breaks. A uh, little tight hip for me, which kind of, which kind of gave him trouble like getting separation when he was actually not running like those go routes. Uh, his run after the catch ability was just okay for me. Didn't get off the line that great for me. Um, to me, it just looks like he was like somebody that's a really good college receiver. That will be just an okay NFL receiver, like a wide receiver four on a team. I didn't, and maybe I just didn't watch the right games or something. I didn't see him at the line very much. I didn't have like a, a real definitive grade on that one, um, so I can't really comment on that. I think, I think I'm I'm with you on the routes. I think he's got a long way to go there. I think he was a bit limited. Um, I think he's got skills that translate. To somebody that could be better at route running, though, uh, yeah. if you put in the time. I, I wish I had. I had wish I had marked it because I agree wholeheartedly on this. Because there were some routes that I saw that I was like, "Oh, actually, that was a nice route." But there were roughly twelve plays in a row where it was either a seam or a short cross. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. Yeah. Like twelve plays in a row of one or two, one of those two routes, and I was like, "Wow." Like mm-hmm. it's the same thing over and over and over. That means over. I definitely watched that game because that's where I get to them. Like this guy's like just a north south guy. <laughs> yes, it was like seam short short cross seam short cross seam. like literally like twelve plays in a row. I was counting. It was wild, but uh, it almost it, it's funny looking at my nerd score for him because it almost looks like somebody that like didn't really know what to do because <laughs> and maybe I didn't, <laughs> but it's like. Six, seven, six, seven. It's like average, slightly above average, average. Like I didn't have anything where I was like, oh, that was terrible. I mean, he's a former. But I didn't have anything that I was like, oh, that was really good. He's a former track guy, right? So there's some, there's some things, there's some movements I think that are going to look naturally explosive and really uh-huh. excellent. And there's some of that track stuff that's maybe not going to translate. He, he was a little upright for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wanted him to sink his hips a little bit yep. more in his routes. Uh, but he did have good game speed. I think he did have decent burst, but there just wasn't as much like quickness to go with it. And so. that, when you run, when you run that fast with that size, six foot two, two hundred pounds, like that just at the college level, that wins. There, there, there are certain there are certain guys that are football players that run track to get speed, and then there are track guys who play football because they're fast, mm-hmm. and then they have got a long way to go. And I think. I think he was one of those players. I think he's come a long way. I think he still has a long way to go, um, I guess, to finish his journey there. Well, I'm interested to hear what Jared has to say, because Jared mentioned his name just minutes ago, saying this guy's in a tier here with Romeo Dubs. So it sounds like you kind of like him in your fourth tier. Yeah, I think he has a. I think he offers a pretty good ceiling. I mean, at 6'2", 200 pounds, I mean, he's a physical specimen on the field, and you see it watching his game tape, and... I, I think he's very explosive and he takes the top off the defense mm-hmm. very well. I think I have his game speed at like an eight and a half and his burst at like oh, an wow. eight and a half. Um, so he's just blowing by defenders constantly. Carson Strong's just throwing the ball up to him and he's making plays, making tough catches down the field. <laughs> 
Carson's Carson Strong is the slowest person I've ever seen in my yeah, entire he life. Yeah, he has knee issues. Jeez, and he, oh he came back man. quick from surgery this from oh, this past year to play. Lead. He looked like he was running with ankle weights on or something. Like yeah. that was bad, man. Holy yeah, cow. That's definitely a big con on his game. But yeah. um yeah, I actually thought he he offered some quickness in his game. Like he throttled down pretty well. Um, compared to like what you guys were saying, uh, I thought he did get in and out of his, of his breaks pretty well. So, um, you know, maybe I need to go back and watch some more tape. I got through four games of his, um, but I, I think he's probably like an early day three pick. That's where I have him. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I um, think it's upside, and and that I have him in my fourth tier as well. He's in there with with uh, Shakir as well for me. Yeah, I think he could he could be a starting like Z and, and just. Blowing, blowing the top off, and and that that's the type what, of guy he what is. Was the guy? From a fantasy standpoint, I don't know he, where I'm ranking him. He didn't yet. run on the combine, correct? What was correct. the guy that was no. on the Jets a few See, years I, back? I'm curious to see what his time no. speed is. Oh, yeah, he uh, looked fast. Quincy Anua. He kind of reminds me of Quincy Anua, but I don't see that. Um, just from a size, speed, kind of raw athlete type of. He does struggle at the line of scrimmage, though. I think he had one of the lowest release um, grades in this class for me, and he struggled there at the Senior Bowl too. So from a Z that may get pressed at the line, that's you know that's troubling to see. So um, you know he could improve there. All right, moving on. Next, Tyquan Thornton, wide receiver out of Baylor, six foot three, hundred eighty-two pounds. Going to be twenty-two years old in one month when gets uh, season kicks off. Sixty-two yard catches, nine hundred forty-eight yards, and ten touchdowns last year. Ran a four-two-eight forty, the fastest Woo! of the class. Thirty-six and a half inch vertical, one hundred thirty inch broad jump. Three point one yards after the catch. Uh, yuck! Worst of the class. I'm gonna go with the smallest hands of the class in the four. So there's two things that he's the worst at run after the catch hand size. And that, and that was the thing. Um, watching him, watching him on tape is odd because he's a track guy. Well, he's, he's really fast and you can see it sometimes. Not most, not most of the time in my opinion. And definitely not once he gets the balls and ball in his hands. Cause then he gets tackled immediately. It's like, you never see him turn on the jets. With he's the a balls. track guy. Yeah. Possibly. It's it's very hard for me to figure out. Obviously, Rich has his Baylor bias where he's never going to draft a wide receiver from Baylor ever, ever, ever again. And I'm sure he wrote it <laughs> on here. Tall track guys <laughs> never succeed, especially from Baylor. <laughs> so after, Listen, after Denzel Mims, I've given up. Listen. Because I liked him a ton, too. So after Denzel, like Mims, Denzel Mims, a lot. I am retired. I'm retired. Josh Gordon's the best thing to ever come out of there. And that was for one year, one year only. Even that failed. So he, yeah. is, he is in, he's not in my fourth tier. He's in my fifth tier guys. And, and it's a bad tier, by the way, it let is the, not a good tier. Let the viewers and listeners know the fifth tier in this class. Ooh, a lot of brown water. <laughs> it's not, it isn't good. Here, you can't teach his speed. If somebody could harness it, Maybe they can turn him into something, but I, I don't see a lot there to work. Harness but, what? His route tree sucks. His hands suck. Yeah, uh, he's super lean. Uh, he's not going to contest contested catches whatsoever, despite being tall. He's uh, not a refined he, route runner. Dude, he couldn't yeah, stack his... He has my second lowest grade in the He class. couldn't stack yeah. his defensive backs. His route tree sucks. He's really fast. He's a linear guy. He's literally a track guy at Baylor, and that's what he is. Yeah. You, you, you know, I, I could tackle him, and I can't even tackle anything. I'm 42 with a bad back. I just I don't understand how you can have such a low yards after the catch with being a four two so eight guy, dude. Because he has no way that that's, how is he that doesn't possible? Know how to play the game of football? He can't even stack the defensive back. Like he's not yeah. even worth 
talking about. Like he's not even on my board. Yeah, he's, he's theory, pretty he's much off on my, my board. board too. Like he's not an NFL football player at all. Like at all. Sorry, Mister and Mrs. Thornton, your son. He's fast, faster than me, but so is everybody in this room. Um, yeah, just not very good. Happens. Moving on to Makai Polk, wide receiver, Mississippi, six foot three, two hundred pounds. I wrote Mississippi the, State. I wrote the two hundred uh, pounds with O's instead of zeros. Look at you, boobies down there. Um, <laughs> he'll be twenty-one years old in one month. Kickoff uh, had one hundred five receptions for one thousand forty-six yards and nine touchdowns, uh, which is the one hundred five, which is school record. Which you know, once once we get to his head coach, you'll all understand all this information. Uh, ran a four five nine forty. He was a transfer from Cal. He was correct, yep, and he, he was on our film nerd show. He was on our film nerd show, live breaking down his own tape. Yep. Was as, after as a freshman, freshman year, yep. yeah, he was a he was a converted defensive back. He was recruited as a defensive back, but he was just like so tall that they're like, eh, you, you should play receiver. <laughs> Dude, a four five nine forty at uh, one hundred ninety five pounds isn't really two hundred pounds isn't that great. Um, I thought he played a little bit faster than he that. did. Yeah, so, I'm not a big I, 40 I'll, guy. I don't care. I was I was surprised by that um, when I watched the film and saw the saw what he actually ran. Tyquan Thornton, the worst uh, run after the catch in the class. Guess who had the second worst run after the catch? <sighs> Makai Polk, Makai point seven yards. Uh, so this was, this is the Mike Leach uh, air raid offense kind of replaces the running game with. Like passes offense. Sure. Passes to the wide receivers, like screen passes, cr- like short crossing routes, dump offs to the to the um, running back. Correct. So that is where the 105 catches came from. Obviously, only averaged 10 yards a catch, which for any kind of wide receiver, that's not very good. Right. Um, good body control. Can go up and get the ball pretty well. Thought I did that pretty well. Um, agree. Yep. Thought his hands were pretty solid. There's times where you like go over the middle. Like it seemed like you got a little... Uh, Intimidated. This is another guy that's. Uh, I think he's stuck on intermediate routes. Personally, I don't think he's a, a get down the field. I don't think he's fast enough. I think he's faster than his time. I'm not sure he's fast enough to get downfield on he's defensive backs. Of it all. That's kind of where that's kind of where I landed with him too. Um, there's not a lot of explosion um, to the game, so it. I struggle to kind of figure out where where fantasy points are going to come from. I, I ended up being. I think I like him a little bit more than you guys, but not a ton game speed. I had below average yards after the catch, I, I think was below average. Um, but where he excelled is I thought he was able to go up and pluck the ball really well. Um, he, I want him to be more physical, but he can do some contested catches, but he's got good catch radius. I saw him go down and get some catches. I saw him get up high and get some catches. Um, and he's, I think he's also a, a very intelligent football player because you would see him find the dead spots and zones often. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a really good feel of where the coverage was and how to get open, which I get part of that is like, oh, it's Mike Leach, blah, blah, blah. This was a kid that transferred. So this is all new terminology. This is all new system for you to come in from day one and then be the leading receiver in a very different offense than 95% of the country. Uh, that takes some intelligence to be able to figure all that out. So I think he's a smart player that I think could be a, uh, a solid like end of the bench guy for you. But I don't think that there's ever going to be a point where you feel confident starting. I mean, it's more going to be like, shoot, it's a bye week and I have two injured receivers. I need somebody to get me like five points. 
Yep. Okay, Makai Polk, and I think, can get three catches for 30 yards. Funny thing about the hands is I actually use the exact same terminology about plucking. He does a good job plucking the ball, mm-hmm. and I, I think he is a good hands catcher. That that was one of the positives I had on him as well. So I see you there. I feel you there. I just have a hard time. Um, I th- I think just figuring out how he's going to be fantasy relevant, and, sure. and that's and that's where I have a hard time. Makai Polk out of Mississippi. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. So that's it. That's <laughs> it. Still, that's going to end our last free show here on the Rookie Wide Receivers. Now we're going to jump into our final rookie breakdown of the Nerd Herd shows. Final, final. Now, if you want to join covering? the exclusive Nerd Herd, which is the perfect place to take your dynasty game to the next level, you can do it right now. Fifteen percent off with the white. promo code Rookie, and you can find out all the tools as you get ready for your rookie draft. Right, like. Maybe you've been a little bit hesitant because your rookie draft is right around the corner. We have all the tools that you need to not only help you dominate your rookie draft or put you in the best position to win, but to also let it carry over throughout the regular season as well. The Dynasty GM is built to help you navigate your Dynasty team throughout the year, 365 days. Because listen, this is Dynasty Fantasy Football. There's no days off. Whether you just want to watch a little bit of film in the film room, whether you, whether you want to use the trade calculator, whether you want to see your player shares, whether you want to go into my favorite tool on the GM, the league analyzer, and Ooh. really see where you stack up against your league mates and where your strengths and where your weaknesses are. The Dynasty GM is going to help you navigate that. You get the Dynasty Nerds, uh, uh, the nerd score nerd out score, there. Yep, That's going which, to give you good film uh, ratings. And, and Jared, we're looking at, uh, obviously the running backs are already up. Wide receivers are going up. When Probably are we early at? next week. Early next week, so be ready for those. And, and I was telling her, you know, I, we don't ever talk about this as well. We haven't talked about this in a while. Is we have an app in the app store, True. the Dynasty Nerds Mock Draft app. If you want to get ready for your rookie draft, go to your app store today, download the Dynasty Nerds app, and you can mock draft your rookies. Whether it be, and you go to do startup mocks. And if say you have, what's nice about our mock draft will say you have pick one, two, one, five, one, nine, and two, six. You can adjust all your picks to make sure that you will be picking exactly where you are in the first round. And it will help you get ready for your rookie draft. And if you download that mock draft tool now, there's some big things coming to you in the next couple months. You're going to get a lot more than a mock draft tool. So go ahead and get in our app store. Download that boy uh, today because there's some big upgrades coming to it. You're going to be able to get a lot more than just mock drafting. But another, another opportunity to, uh, you know, get ready for your rookie draft. Tell them, tell them who we're covering in the next show. Next show, we're covering Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. We're going to cover George Pickens, wide receiver at Georgia. David Bell out of Purdue. We're going to cover Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Mo Belt Melton out Bo- of Rutgers. Bo, Bo Melton. <laughs> Isaiah Bo Weston, Bell- Northern <laughs> Iowa. Dontario Drummond, Ole Miss. Those are receivers coming Mo on the Nerder show. <laughs> All for the price of a cup of coffee a month. You get everything I just mentioned. All you have to do is you have to use the promo code ROOKIE. You're going to oh, be in there for a price of a cup of coffee a month, and you're going to dominate your rookie draft. Not Wookie. But listen, there's no better dr- bragging rights in the world to be in your Dynasty Fantasy Football Championship. When you win your Dynasty League, you hold it over your league mates forever. Like, oh, I whooped your ass this week. Well, I beat you in 2006. Remember that? I was a Dynasty Fantasy World Championship. You put over some respect on my name. Mm-hmm. Champs. See you next week talking quarterbacks and tight ends. Adios.